Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host Chris with and Nate. I was waiting for it to be like new. All the next little bit of conversation actually happened before the intro, so we'll eventually jump back to where we actually were when we recorded the intro. So, magic time travel editing. Anybody want an amiibo? Sure. Do you still have the amiibo in the box? (laughs) It's not in the box. It is the box. The amiibo is the box? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a UPC code or NFC code. Yeah, it's right here. And you can just cut that part out. Or you can just go online and print it. No, it's not like that kind of code. It's, it is. No, it's not. It's an NFC tag, Dave. You can't just print an NFC tag. You can print Amiibo tags. You absolutely can. How can you print an NFC chip out of your printer? Not the chip. I'm telling you that you can print Amiibo tags. It scans a chip. Special content to power up your Super Mario Odyssey adventure. I'm going to scan this and be like, here's one coin. Have fun. <laughs> I don't remember what it does. Are you a Mario Maestro? I believe the term is Maestro. So, Nate, did you watch Cloverfield? Yes. Okay. Did you both finish Altered Carbon? Yes. Cool. You can buy 10 NFC tags, and then with free software, 10 tags for 10 bucks, free software, you can write Amiibo data to them. So you can basically make your own custom amiibos. Yeah, there's actually, uh, I've I've thought about buying, they have sets of all of the available amiibos so far, and they're really cheap. Yeah, of, of all the tags, right. And I'm like, mm, yeah, Someone is making a killing this. doing that, illegally. <laughs> yeah, five bucks each. Yeah, the ta- ten pack of tags is ten bucks. Damn. So they're making, <laughs> making a bank. What did you say before we were talking about Amiibos? Just now? I'm just asking if you guys watch stuff. Oh, Altered Carbon, yes, I watched. What else did I watch? Cloverfield. Was that the two questions? Those are the only two, yeah. I put them on the podcast um, already. Did you? Yeah, thank, you put everything. The only thing on here that I didn't actually originally have to put on there <coughs> was the Nick Foles thing. Um, I mean, what weird. Nick Foles thing? Nick Foles got a Mutt overall, overall 99. Yeah, I knew that. He's the first 99 overall. For this year, right? For this year, right. Because he was Super Bowl MVP. Who was the last one? Who was the last one? What do you mean? For last, last year. Uh, the first, you mean the first 99 overall for last year? Tom Brady. It was nice that he the curse still happened. Oh, yeah. It just affected all Made the it other... Made all the way to the Super Bowl no. and fucked. No, up. but he's, he's healthy. In this year's, this year's game, they put... Tom Brady on the cover, and he reflected the curse onto the entire NFL. The Texans lost their star defensive end, J.J. Watt, in Week 2. The Packers lost their star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, in Week 8. Um, the Texans lost their star quarterback in Week 4. Picking up. Um, what did you say? He playing with the Nintendo 64, and it's picking up on the mic. Stop fingering the N64! Um, Ravens lost like, 15 people. You missed whatever you tried to shoot. Marshall Yonder, our best old lineman, went down for the year. Um, there's a lot of season-ending injuries this year. More so, more so than any other year in the past. Someone breaks both of Tom Brady's arms. Forgot to ask, did Gronk actually play at all? In the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had a crazy drive after halftime 
where they threw to him four times and he got all 75 yards and caught the touchdown pass. Cut. And then they stopped throwing him because it's overpowered? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's overpowered. <laughs> Stop using your best strategy. Switch to something. The Eagles, the Eagles went to the Patriots and they called timeout and said, hey, can't fucking do that. <laughs> not fair. It's not fair. You got a fucking caveman it's that you have resuscitated from 2,000 years ago. <laughs> he used to kill T-Rexes and now he plays football. And also plays Doom pretty well. Yeah. He put, he's on Coolest Gamer a lot. He's with, been with uh, Conan for a little bit. That's He's one of those people like... I, I do not like the Patriots. None yeah, of us here are he's Patriots a funny fans. Dude. I enjoy him. He is a funny person. Yep. He um he's thinking about retiring. And I don't think he's he nothing's ever come out bad against him, right? Uh he's stupid, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, you take enough hits, you gonna be stupid. No, he was stupid before football. <laughs> <laughs> football is Let's a... just say if not for football, Gronk would be living a very different life. <laughs> Gronk oddly enough, that's just the like sound that he made Bravo when he fell on the fills floor. Out their fucking career day report and they go, You're good at breaking rocks with your head. You know, you know how he got the name Gronk? It's not because of his last name. It's because when they asked him what his name was, it was just the first sound that he made. Gronk. <laughs> and every time he got hurt, he went, Owski. <laughs> What's your name, Gronkowski? Um, the uh, thing about Gronk is he said that he might think about retiring because he wants to pursue acting. <laughs> He's been talking to The Rock and like Sylvester Stallone, and they want him in like the next Expendables movie. Because he's expendable. Because he's a big guy. No, yeah, I can see that. He could be an action star, but make him like a silent action star. Yeah, make him a Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, Vin Diesel talks too much. Vin Diesel does talk too much. Make him Vin Diesel as Groot. <laughs> Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel pit, talks way too no, much. Pit black Vin Diesel is cool. Fast and Furious Vin Diesel is eh. I've never watched Fast a single Fast and Furious Vin movie. Family. <laughs> oh my god. And now, with the power of time travel, back back to where the podcast actually was. Uh, it's been a fun week. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a when week. was Super Bowl? Was Black that last? Panthers. Was that last month, or Sunday? Was that this last, last Sunday? Sunday? This is the first weekend without football in twenty weeks. One two weeks. Twenty two weeks. Twenty two weeks. Football is twenty two weeks a year. Twenty two weeks a year. Yeah. How many weeks are in a year? Fifty two. So it's thirty weeks of football. And then starting when is the entire year of baseball? Uh, Spring-ish. Does anybody here care about baseball? Not really. Does anybody here care about football? Yes. One out of three. It works. I only care when we're doing well. That's a lie. I only care about our team. Even when we're not doing well. I'm like, come on, guys. Come on. You can at least get some points up there. No, I watch the NFL. I watch, even when my team's not playing, I watch. Yeah. I'm a fan of the sport. I get that. Uh, Sometimes I'll fucking find myself in the offseason watching the CFL and be like, what am I doing? And I have to like slap myself like... What is CFL? <laughs> Canadian, Canadian Football League? League. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Because it's uh, like, it's bad. It's like a, like a retarded stepchild of the NFL. Like they start, like, they give them like only three downs instead of four. And like, you can like motion from like 50 yards back all the way up to the line of scrimmage. So basically, with like CFL versus NFL, one thing I'll say that, that I think is is funny and weird is that wide receivers can go in motion, and in the NFL, in motion means side to side from like a slot position on the end of the line out wide, or from out wide one side one side to out wide on the other side. You know, they can flip the side that they're on before the snap. In the CFL, they can literally run backwards ten yards, 
run forwards 10 yards, and the quarterback can snap the ball as they're running forwards past the line of scrimmage. So they start as the play is started and snapped with their wide receiver already at full speed. Oh, wow. Which is cool. That's Crazy. one thing the CFL does. But it makes it really hard to cover, and that's why CFL scores are like 65 to 55. <laughs> because every team can score when you line up against a stationary you defender. Your fucking oh, so the defender is not start. allowed to move. Right, no, the defenders can move, but they have to cover someone who is starting at a full sprint. Okay. So basically you either play like 10 yards off and you give up the short stuff, or you try to you know stuff them and stop them at the line, and they just burn by you. Yeah, that works. Um, so, yeah, Super Super Bowl Super Bowl ended. Countdown. Birds won. Yes, That's all that matters. As long as birds win. Yeah, Philadelphia uh, was raised to the ground. Uh, it's always burning in Philadelphia is no the new national, title of the show. No National Guard was called. Surprising. Sadly. Uh, but more importantly, a shit ton of trailers dropped. Oh, yeah, this was trailer week. Even Sony was like, oh, shit, everybody's putting out trailers. Let's put out the Venom trailer. No... They did not put out the Venom trailer. They put, put out, out the Tom Hardy is in a movie trailer. Did you see his American accent? Did you hear his American did, accent? I didn't see it. Some people are saying that that might not even be his voice over top that of the entire That they dubbed somebody else. That it was somebody else for that trailer only. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sony released the first quote-unquote Venom trailer, which the only even glimpse of anything Venom-related You get like a little see, bit on his neck when he's in the MRI machine. Well, I was going to say, you see the, the symbiote in, in space, a little container. Yeah, next um, to spacecraft. It's, how do you, I don't care. People are like, it's a teaser trailer. They don't have to put Venom in the teaser trailer. I honestly hope that the real trailer comes out and there's no Venom in it. Really? Yeah. Why? Because they fucked it up last time with Tover fucking Grace. Yeah, well that was because they fucked up the entire movie. Yeah, there were two villains. Sony should not not do these things anymore. It was Sandman, Venom, and David Franco. Yeah, it was, yeah. James, James Franco. Franco. No, not David. David is the younger one. Yeah. Um, Alison Bree's husband. Uh, or boyfriend. Bree, whatever they are. Oh my god. Um, but no. It, that, I'm afraid that that movie is going to come out and he doesn't even have Venom. Like, this, he's not even going to be covered in the symbiote I until think, like the last five minutes of the I movie. I think that anything in the teaser nowadays, movie trailers have got this pattern where people got pissed over the last couple of years of them revealing too much. Every major movie that I can think of recently, maybe one or two exceptions if you give me a second to think, I feel like they've given away the first 20 minutes of the movie in the trailer, and the rest of it is not in the trailer. Jurassic World? Jurassic World, after they put out the new trailer, you Mm. see how much more there is to it. And it feels like that that explosion and that scene with all the dinosaurs, that's going to be like the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, So my thing is, I think with Venom, they're not going to show them Oh, you mean the first Jurassic World? I wasn't even thinking. You're right, but like all the trailers of them like walking through oh, the park, yeah, because yeah, then everything went fucking south. All <laughs> dinosaurs escaped. Uh, I was going to say, I think for Venom, spoiler alert, the smartest thing mm-hmm. that they could do, as much as I don't want them to, because like I said, I think it's stupid to have an entire trailer or teaser trailer and not have any kind of glimpse of it whatsoever. I'm afraid that the reason they're doing it is because they know it looks bad already. No, I think it'll be all right. Mm. It's 2018, man. CGI's really stepped it up. It is what it is. And Did you see the fucking Javier Bardem in Pirates of the Caribbean? His oh, CGI yeah. Looked he looked dope. amazing. Right. I haven't seen that yet. Um, the I'm actually, CGI on him is crazy Is this the good. second of the second trilogy, or is it the third of the second trilogy? I think it's the first of the second trilogy. No, because it was... Um, no, I don't think the, the fourth movie counted. What? So they did one, two, three. They did Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. They did Dead Man's Chest. Which... 
Curse of Black Pearl, fantastic movie. Just Curse a fun movie. Yeah, by itself, stands yeah. alone. Don't need anything else. But they decided to do more. Uh, Dead Man's Chest was the second one. That came out during the writer's strike. That had mixed reviews. The third one was... At World's End. At World's End. The fourth one was... On Stranger Tides. On Stranger Tides. That one was the Fountain of Youth movie. So you say that one does not count as... I don't think it does, no. I think On Stranger Tides was... I think it's a standalone. Because not a they talk, but also kind of like not so much a sequel as it was just meh. <laughs> they they set up some things as canon in On Stranger Tides mm-hmm. that they immediately go back on in this new movie. Really? Yes. Was it that it maybe just did so poorly that they're like, yeah, we're not counting that? I think so. Because they in the new movie they show Let's see, you On Stranger Tides. Uh, they the... show you how Jack got his compass. You know his magical compass that points yeah, towards the direction right. of anything that he wants? Yes. Yeah. On Stranger Tides is more of a prequel to the first three movies to begin with. No, okay, On so Stranger Tides is him... Because he has a compass in the other three movies. Well, yeah, he, but he probably loses it. I don't remember how that shit happened. Well, they explain... Look, I was getting at They Like Nate said, they, they do explain him getting the compass. But then they show him getting the compass a different way in the newest movie. Really? Yes. That's stupid. So, so that makes me think that if they do make more budget, movies, they'll make two more. Was four hundred ten million dollars for Pirates? For Pirates four, four for On Stranger Tides. Wow, four hundred ten million. Do you know how much it made? I'm gonna guess uh, two seventy five. One point zero four five billion. <laughs> so it so may that's, have that's been international. Still, I was gonna say you. you we call yeah, that one money. of the worst one, or people call it one of the worst ones, and it still made. I don't understand how they make so much money because, yeah. as a franchise, like Star Wars and Transformers make ridiculous money, and then they also like sell toys and other things. In comparison, like, like let's Pirates see. of the Caribbean, the kids aren't buying Pirates toys or Pirates Legos, or no, they're just going to Disney World. Uh, the first yeah. Pirates movie, one forty million budget, six hundred fifty four six hundred fifty four million uh, so box made, office, made half a mil. Uh, second one, ooh. Two twenty-five million budget, one point zero six six billion. Eight hundred million. Um, three oh the the third one took a little bit more of a dive. Uh, three hundred million to, for budget. It only made nine hundred sixty-three million. That's crazy that they spent five hundred million on those two movies because they filmed them back to back. Yeah, two and three. Uh, and then this most recent one was weirdly it doesn't have an exact. It's between two hundred thirty and three hundred twenty million for the budget. But it only made seven hundred ninety-four million. Three hundred, four hundred million. So that was of all of them the worst. The worst one. The worst like, profitable. Yeah. yeah, least profitable. But it looked like not story-wise, but I mean visually, that movie looked fantastic. It Just look what they did with Javier Bardem's character. Uh, um, There's a couple of really cool CGI scenes. Have either of you seen the new movie? No, I want to see the. It's on Netflix. Watch previous it. one. Both of them are, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't know. I need to see you on Stranger Time. I downloaded the Maybe I don't Dice. if it's not actually part of it. David, Nate, are you falling asleep because we're talking about Disney movies? Nah. Because I'm bringing up another Disney movie. <laughs> it's 30 more seconds of Avengers Infinity War. Yep. What uh, about that? Uh, it just looked cool. I didn't see it. Yo, you didn't, you didn't watch the 30 second teaser. No. Why? You afraid you're going to get spoiled? It's only May and then it comes out. I don't want to see anymore. I'm going to tell you something. What Stop! Happens. So. Yeah. Dinos. Big guy, purple, two gloves, two shields, two shields, two shields, two shields, two shields. Who's got two shields? Cap. Cap's got two Wakandan shields oh, cool. on his shields. arms that like expand and have like pointy <laughs> like bits the on them. 
pointy bits on the end to stab motherfuckers. That's not a shield. No one's ever been stabbed with a shield in the history of shields. You gotta get a sharper shield. There's a character in Spartacus who loses the use of one of his arms, so his boyfriend puts a sword through a shield and makes him a stab a shield. That's not a shield anymore. When you put a sword (laughs) through it, it invalidates all the properties of the shield part. You can block with it still. (laughs) With the peripheral of it. You can block with the shield part of it. It's a sword through a shield. It's a circle with a point of it. <laughs> That's not a shield. That, no, it's still a shield. Don't you remember all those shields from like the Greek and Roman times where they had spikes on them? There's yeah, they were tower shields. There was a game I owned. Guess what? That you just said the PS2 word shield called Rygar, which was like for me, it's like the OG God of War because it's all Greek and everything like that. You play this badass hero, right? Who's blessed like by that. the gods, and you have a shield on your arm, but the shield is also attached to a chain. So you throw it, and you swing it around, and that's how you do your attacks with it. Uh, that's reasonable. That's 100% reasonable. That's... You can you can bludgeon with a shield. <laughs> a fucking mystical yo-yo is better than just putting a sword through a shield. Yes. Yes. <laughs> According to Dave. <laughs> also, that sounds like an epic anime where people just do battle with yo-yos. Isn't that Beyblade? <laughs> yeah, kind of. There was a character in the fighting game... Uh... Energies who did that. Energies. Yes, whatever it's called. She there is, the going back she a little bit, just because... Really, yeah, we, we really went there, off track. There's, well, there's not much to say about Avengers, except it still looks fucking amazing and I can't wait. I know it's uh, going to look amazing. I'm afraid that it's not going to do be as awesome as we want it to be. Nope. That's uh, just because just, Ultron. Lower your reservation. Yeah, Ultron 2. I mean, uh, Age, uh, Avengers 2. Avengers 2 was fine. Avengers 2 was good, I think. The, the goal... F- I'm I talking about an overall... Rip The producers <laughs> for Marvel... Yeah, that's the problem. ...know very well by now that they need to top Avengers 2. No, they need, to, they need to top War, Avengers. Right? I think that's the problem. Avengers 2 came out and it did it was not better than original Avengers. Yeah. Well... There were some parts that were cooler. Well, the other well, thing Well, the round of the trilogy, somebody's gotta die. Coulson died in think, Avengers 1, Quicksilver died in Avengers 2. You gotta think of what Avengers was. Avengers was the Do first... Do we have money on who's gonna die? We should start a poll. Alright, Deadpool. Deadpool. It's Deadpool, he's gonna die. Deadpool, obviously, uh, no, he can't die. Well, it would be interesting to Wolverine see can die, Deadpool, Deadpool and Thanos show up. Wolverine doesn't die. In the same does movie die. anyway, because they have this whole love triangle thing going on with death. With death, so. right. And Fox, well, that Fox won't happen. And, and Marvel are, are not uh, Okay, side yet. note on that, because I still want to get through the rest of the trailers real quick, and then quick news for the other things. Um... It's under review. The, uh, yeah, the, but the Comcast is in talks of possibly putting towards a, getting a deal together to buy them. They are proposing more money than Disney is proposing. So then Disney would just counter with more money than Comcast. I know, but then it just makes it longer and longer. Well, it just turns into a bid war between Comcast and Disney. So. Disney will win. I hope so. Well, Disney definitely has more money. The question is... It's is not even that Disney has more money. Disney, I think, will do companies. better with that. What? We'll do better with. I just want all the Marvel properties to go to Disney. Yeah, that's the thing. Give all the Marvel to Marvel. Comcast can have whatever cable bullshit it wants. The thing is, is Comcast will, if Comcast gets Fox, Comcast will take the Marvel license that Fox has and put it on some bullshit cable television show and make a bunch of stupid goddamn superhero shows that nobody cares about. I mean, they well, really can only make it for that's what people said about the CW. X-Men. Look what they did with DC. They yeah, really, but that's because they CW, did better than DC can do with movies. Yeah. Right. That's because CD, CW also had a vested interest in DC. Comcast doesn't have any have any actual interest in acquiring Fox other than to probably stick it to Disney right now. No, just money. Green. Money, money, money. Greenbacks. So they will make cheap one-shot TV shows. It's not, not racist. A season or two. 
and dial. It's a slang for dollar bill. You ever heard greenbacks before? Let's just stop saying that greenbacks. word. Just in case. Greenbacks. Um, Chris hasn't heard of greenbacks. I have. Way I'm just saying. <laughs> That's only if you put it in your boot. Yeah. Or in your shoe. Who has shoe money? People have shoe money. Yeah, oh, why did I put money. the bag right next to the microphone? <laughs> Jackass. Is uh, another trailer. Well, I'm trying to think of a trailer that... Literally, it couldn't have been closer. True. <laughs> um... I should have put a list of the trailers, but I, really, I just want to say closer. Cloverfield trailer. <laughs> the the fact that Netflix dropped a trailer for a movie that they recently acquired, and we're like, hey, watch it right after this. Yeah. A movie that they secretly acquired, and then announced that they, they acquired. secretly acquired. The thing is, is I went through, because I am not into the Cloverfield universe like you guys are. I didn't see any of the other movies except for Cloverfield. So, I mean, there's only two movies before. Well, yeah. I just went through and kind of did some research after watching Cloverfield Paradox. You made a mistake. found out the kind of odd way that J.J. Abrams goes about releasing these movies. And I remember we saw the first Cloverfield movie together, and I didn't remember when the trailer came out. And so I looked, and I said, the trailer came out two months before the movie was was released. Oh, yeah. They're really good about that. And it seems that. like J.J. Abrams has done that with each Cloverfield movie. He gets closer and closer to when the trailer and the actual movie come out. And now this time it was like... A 30 minute separation between the two. There was a funny <laughs> misdirect in Cloverfield Lane as well when it came out. They announced Bradley Cooper would be in it. Yeah. And people were like, oh shit, how did Bradley Cooper get yeah. into this movie? Because it was like, like I said, it was filmed like kind of in secret and was like, you know, nobody really knew about it. But then right before it came out, they announced Bradley Cooper was going to be in it. You know who he was? He was a voice on the phone talking in the first like three minutes. <laughs> Still counts. And that was it. Still counts. Jesus. Uh, he was talking to the, the, the main character, one of the main characters, while she was, uh, or like they were like, uh, they like in a relationship, but like having a breakup, and she's listening to like a voicemail message. Yeah, and um, it's the voicemail, the person on the other end of the line is Bradley Cooper, her boyfriend, which is mm. hilarious. Uh, oh, coming back, we'll come back to Cloverfield when we actually talk about it, since we all watched it. More now. trailer, um, trailer that made me extremely happy. Season two for Westworld. Oh, yeah. Because they had been making it seem like that show was not coming back until next year or until after uh, Game of Thrones. 2018. 2018. Birthday month. I think it's, what was it, April 22nd? Yeah, yes. April 22nd. I'm like... I'm extremely excited. I gotta rewatch season one. It's more Thandie Newton. That's all I care about. Uh, Andy Newton. Andy Newton. What? Andy Rootin? Andy Tootin. Andy Tootin. Uh, really, the only other one that I think hit most people was the fact that this was our first glimpse at Solo, a Star Wars story. 30 second spot just for us to get the next day a full trailer for the movie. Yeah, the 30 second spot was just them fucking around and not showing you a face. Have you watched it? Yes. You, the full trailer? Yes. Okay. Nate, have you watched the trailer? No. Hold on one moment. We'll be right back. Alright, Nate, you now have seen, all of us have now seen this Solo trailer. What yep. do we think? Uh, Dave obviously has feels. I saw his face. Yeah, I looked at it. I mean, my my major criticism of the Last Jedi is that it wasn't Star Wars enough. It was very Disneyfied. Where this one looks more like Star Wars than Last Jedi did. The trailer starts off in a weird way where it. I mean, I understand who Han Solo is as a character. But for the trailer to start off in the way it did makes it seem like we're going to be watching sort of an action chase movie. More than well, 
the movie from things that have come out is supposedly centered around heists. Yeah. So. Well, see, that's the thing. It's I didn't want smuggler so smuggler origin console. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted is more of an origins of how he came to be this infamous smuggler, and not so much of let's have a heist movie that just happens to take place in the Star Wars universe. The Star Wars job. <laughs> We already had a heist movie, though. That was, that was, uh... Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. I do not like the actor who plays on Solo. Nobody does. He has all the enthusiasm of Ravens veteran quarterback Joe Flacco. Which is not much. If you don't know who that <laughs> I is... I can hear you all cheering in the stands. Flacco! 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 Buy my pizza! <laughs> it's Flacco's favorite! So That's what Han Solo reminds me of. The actor with the actor, Flacco. yeah. The only Flacco part. could be a better Han Solo. He did God deliver damn. his lines rather flatly. Like the major Super line flat. in the trailer is this: "Like I didn't think we were going to be all right, but we're all right." But he delivers it with the charisma we, of a cardboard box, deadpan, almost. <laughs> right. Fine, it's almost deadpan. Everything's fine. We're fine. Man, I just hope Gambino saves the fucking day. Well, Jeez. that is, and I've had this conversation with our, a friend of the podcast, CJ, uh, who has his own podcast, uh, Celluloid Jelly, all centered around movies. Go check it out. Sure. Um, he and I talked about it, and we both think that Disney fucked up, and they should have just made a Lando trilogy, <laughs> <laughs> all starring Donald Glover. One of them could be how, like the story of him Han and Han, right. uh, but it's Donald Glover focused instead of this fucking guy focused. Yeah, how did he even get the job? Uh, blowjobs. Yeah. Well, to what if we want to talk about how actors get jobs? This actually goes back to the Last Jedi. The woman who was cast as Rose. And the Last Jedi is adorable and beloved. Had not seen a Star Wars movie before she was even cast in the Last She's Jedi. She's a diversity hire. She was cast and then basically forced herself to binge watch every Star Wars movie so she understood the universe that her character was in, but still didn't even play a Star Wars character. She just played herself. She played an anime character. I still like her. Also, how did she review. catch Finn after he was driving a full force and she veered off to the side? I have no Physics. idea. He's driving a full force. It's Star Unless Wars, her speeder is actually faster than his, which wouldn't make sense because they're all in the same Dave, type of speeder. It, it's Star he Wars. Was, you, you cannot, it's math. Hold on. It's not, not Star Wars. Hold you on. can't cinema send Star Wars because everything Dave, is played by the math. force. How did she catch him? He was already taking some of the force of the the laser thing. Bullshit. So it was slowing him down Lasers as he was running. Force. Yeah, then explain everything else in the Star Wars universe that is caused because of that. Okay, sure. Well, the laser was outputting destructive. A laser is a light beam. It doesn't have any kinetic energy. Okay. (laughs) It was destroying his speeder. I still don't understand how she caught him. Well, that's heat. Slowing him down. Friction. Slowing him down. Light doesn't make friction either. What about lightsabers? You were talking about math and physics. What about lightsabers, Nate? Huh? Lightsabers are plasma beams. Plasma's light. Plasma's not light. It's light. Heat light. Plasma's superheated material. Nate, get out! You're quit. You fired. You fired. <laughs> I'm sorry I know more about science than you, but... Not in Star Wars Universe! <laughs> Star Wars Universe isn't based in science. It's based in force. It's science. It's what we refer it's to as science fantasy rather than science fiction. It's midichlorians. Science friction. Science friction? <laughs> I can get behind that. Uh, yeah, his name is Alden... I can get in front of it. Einreich? I can get in the Einreich? Ianreich. It's A-E-H-R-E-N-R-E-I-C-H. Too many letters. Too many vowels. Too many, too many everything. The only other thing he has been in, uh, we've got 
Brokeback. Fuck, I don't know any of this shit. Hail Caesar, that looks familiar. Um, His face reminds me of a character. Beautiful creatures. Nothing. He was in an episode of Supernatural from 2005. He played a. He was Ben Collins. I'm pretty sure he died to a Wendigo. Uh, Wendigo. Yes. Yeah. I remember that episode. Yeah. Because it's got one of my favorite lines. Which one? The girl who like tracked them down or asked them to come check it out after he went missing or after he got killed is like. You guys came all the way out here with nothing. You didn't plan ahead. You didn't bring anything. And then <laughs> the older brother, I forget his name, goes, Dean. I brought, I brought something, and it's a bag of M&M's. Yeah, that's Dean, definitely. <laughs> um, on top of that, you do you know who supplies? else is? He goes, I brought supplies, whoosh, and it's a jumbo-sized bag of M&M's. Do you know who else is in that episode? Who? Corey Monteith, the Corey, guy who? that died of drug overdose from Glee. Oh. Not the one that killed himself because he was going to go to jail for pedophilia. The uh, main character from Glee? Yeah. Yeah, the dark hair. The people in Glee, they have. There are some. I know all about Glee. Mm-hmm. I know less about Glee and Supernatural than I do about most things. So. I know a little bit about Glee because, because you watched it with me. Right. You know what I know about Glee? It had gay people in it, and they sang a lot. There were straight people in there too. There and were bisexual people. people in there too. There was actually everybody in Glee. It was a very uh, inclusive series. It was a really good show. Yes, I realized it was diverse. One of the cheerleaders liked it. Put out new it was photos. Super cute. And, uh, and one of them had nice legs. And some guy committed pedophilia and then killed himself for it. Yep. yep. Which sucked because he was a really good character in that show. And no, then he also fucked kids, so yeah. he's a really shitty person. Mm. Yep. They used his death, though, to talk about depression in like a really meaningful way. So that was kind of nice. No, they used Corey. Corey. Not this guy. This guy just, the other one just happened. Oh, just happened. Like, literally just happened. They should have used his death to send a message of, hey, don't fuck kids. You won't go to jail. We'll yeah, to well, yourself. in that case, they should have been like, hey, it wasn't, it, he didn't kill himself. We killed him. The Anti-Pedophilia League. And I'm like, oh, They don't fuck some people up. Anti-Pedophilia League. Now has a standing army. APFL. Wait, Apple. 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 Where'd you get the F? Pedophilia is one word. Pedophilia <laughs> starts with a P. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Pedophilia. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> oh my god. Pedophilia. <laughs> but it's a PH thing. You said it. Oh, oh my god. Pedophilia. Uh, ba- back to solo. Um. <laughs> Can I die yet? I am, part of me is excited for the movie, and that part is a fan of both Amelia Clark and uh, Amelia Donald Pitt. Glover. And um, I didn't realize Thandie Newton was in this. If you see in the trailer for a split second. The dancing Thandie girl Newton. with the gold thing on her hair? No. Thandie Newton is the girl from Westworld. Oh, yeah. The yeah, one that yeah, makes yeah. it out going after her. Oh, I don't want to spoil it because of him. Yeah. I know you're talking about yeah. The one in the bar. Harrelson. Yeah. I'm excited for One of the best. Else. One of the best characters in that show. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of a bitch, too. I'm excited when I see fans of Star Wars films get to play Star Wars characters. Yeah. So, like, yeah. See, seeing Woody Harrelson get to play a Star Wars character. That awesome. I'm excited about. I'm not a Woody Harrelson fan, but he seems Mulder so excited. Mulder talk about, about Rampart. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ask me anything about so, yeah, Rampart. I, on top of this, obviously it didn't come out this that week. It didn't come out that day. Uh, that same week, or in the past week, we also got a new Deadpool 2 trailer. Yep. Focused on cable. Yeah, that came out on Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, something like that. Thursday. Uh, 
just more of what was in the first movie. I like so the Happy fun. Little Tree teaser more than I like this trailer. Really? Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy the... Uh, there was. There's a line near the end. Cable says to Deadpool, and Deadpool just turns the camera and says, this is just lazy writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's when, um, when he like raises his, his gun... And then his landlord raises her gun, but she's pointing, pointing the wrong way. Pointing the wrong way, and he right. resets it. And then he resets it, right. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm excited. But now that we've talked about all three of them, all three of the biggest movies of the year come out in one month. Two months. One month. Two months. No, no, I mean, it comes out, they all come out in one one month. Not in they all come a out month from now. They don't all come out in May. Avengers. Yeah. Deadpool 2. Yeah. And Solo. Yeah. All come out in May. There's one week that we have off between Avengers and Deadpool 2, so everybody's going to go see Avengers again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, or Black Panther if it's still in theaters. Oh, fuck, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. That's going to be a good month. Uh, one last trailer from this week that literally just came out last night, this morning. Japan. It released in Japan, so time is all fucked up for me. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 dropped a new trailer. Revealing yeah, what was, we already knew was coming. That was this morning and last night in Japan. <laughs> Monsters Inc. World. I didn't watch it. You haven't watched it? Do you want to watch it? I watched sure. it. Sure. Yeah. It actually shows off some new uh, gameplay stuff. Which yeah, I'm new. actually. Eight, uh, so it still has the coming 2018. But before I obviously will show you the trailer, uh, they didn't say it in the trailer, but in an announcement, they did show off or did say that this E3 they will announce the actual release, release date. date. I saw that blurb. I uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen. Do you think it'll actually come out? Will Kingdom Hearts 3 release in 2018? Yes. Yeah? yeah? I would hope so. They've been talking about it enough. Plus, the trailer actually makes the game look, Beautiful. if not finished, very close to being finished. Alright, hold on one moment. We'll be right back. That game's coming out this year. You think it's coming out? Oh yeah, I've seen that trailer. The game's absolutely coming out this year. Alright. It's polished. It's got like nine different summons they showed off, which means it's probably going to be about 150 of them in the game. Like Pokemon. <laughs> and you can find a secret one. Summons. So, obviously, I'm, like, I've always been a huge That game is polished. That trailer will look tight. Like, I'm, I'm a hot. Uh, my only issue... The Japanese voices are crazy. It's so weird hearing Japanese Woody. My biggest issue, the thing that I'm worried my about, Wazowski. is there is a lot of gameplay in there. Yeah. That made me think of fucking modern day Sonic games. There you go. A lot of it is on Grinding on a rail. Style gameplay. That jumping and like gliding down kind of thing. Yeah. And like, I, why? Why is this a in A lot here? of it Japan. looks very yeah. much on rails, linear style gameplay. Well, which... though, that, well, it, the one thing I will say that is. It's not every zone, I'm fine. That yeah. all was the Monsters Inc. world. Mm-hmm. What we saw of that was Monsters Inc. Yeah. Um,. That giant boss battle in the Toy Story world, oh, yeah. that looks With fucking crazy. With all the toys around the battle. Yeah. What, um, made, what made the original Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2 great Because you were worlds. playing alongside Disney characters, that's all. Well, that's yes. really but also concerning just the way that levels were designed, is they were designed very much the same way that Final Fantasy levels and areas are designed, where it's this pseudo-open world kind of thing. It's an environment that you can explore, but... It's not 100% go anywhere and do anything. There's still paths to follow and things to do. When was the last time you played Kingdom Hearts? Years ago. So, I recently... I haven't played it recently, but I recently watched a couple of speedrun kind of things and other people playing the newer versions of the game. And it really is not as open world as you remember it being. 
it really is pushing you in certain directions. The well, only yeah. time is re- it, the most open world I remember it feeling or it, it being for the most part was uh, Traverse Town, the yeah. first town you get to after you leave the, the island. Well, and that one really is open world in a way that annoys the shit out of you because if you don't you know what you're doing, you have to hunt down all the enemies. Yeah, you have to find things. And I remember there was a point that I'm like, I just kept missing a hallway or something. <laughs> and it's like, like you, go you can't continue until you find the like, Where the hell am I? That's how games like Final Fantasy X design their levels is you have an area to go through, but that area is limited in scope. It doesn't just let you do whatever you want to do in that area. In the same way that in the first Kingdom Hearts, like if you play the Tarzan level, for example, Fuck there were that. open areas and stuff to explore, but you transitioned between areas. You didn't just walk into infinity to go wherever the hell just you wanted. Straight up fucked up. Mm. Uh, no, that game is definitely coming out this year. It looks pretty fucking good. It looks polished. It looks hype. Fall release? Winter release. More or winter do release. they announce it at E3 <laughs> that it comes style. out the week after? Yeah. Yeah, you know, who knows? Well, Square that, Enix has Square never Enix, been good at releasing things on time. Well, Square Enix also needs to concern needs to concern themselves with where their sales figures for this game are really going to be the best. If they hype it at E3 and it releases a week after, they can expect good sales figures. More they than can likely, a they can expect good sales figures with a limited demographic, the people who pay attention to E3 and bother to watch it. If they release it, though, during something like Holiday... Nobody's going to buy it. Everybody's going to well, buy it. Mm. People will buy it, but it's different than we got. You get gift buyers. I was going to say, the, the problem is, is... Parents will walk into a store on holiday, and they'll do what they did the entire holiday. time that I was walking at a game store, and they will see a game, and they'll go, what's a good game for kids? They'll see Disney characters on the cover, and they'll go, I'm going to get that one. And a million copies will sell based on that alone. Hopefully. So the thing that worries me is that they drop it at the same time as all the other blockbusters for the holiday, well, and dumb. it gets overshadowed. And if they drop it in November, game over. <laughs> uh, I'm excited, uh, just because I, like I said, I've always loved Kingdom Hearts games. I've been waiting for this game for oh, it feels like probably a decade at this point. Let's see, when did Kingdom Hearts two come out? We did this once. Yeah, I know. Well, it's really when was Kingdom Hearts three first announced? Right after Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, fuck. You remember the trailer me. you got for 100% in Kingdom Hearts 2? With the three Keyblade wielders? Yeah. Like 2000. Everyone thought that was going to be Kingdom Hearts 3, and it turned out to be a bunch of bullshit Kingdom Hearts Game Boy games. 2006 was when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. Yes. Jesus. That's ridiculous. Yes. It's been over a decade. Over a decade. Uh, I remember playing two games like Kingdom Hearts 358 by two days, and that game was boring. I've never played any of the handheld um, because old man eyes. Well, they're also just boring as hell. I hear the stories they're are great. Boring. No, the stories are disjointed nonsense. <laughs> so it's really like Kingdom good. Hearts, yeah. It's like Final Fantasy. I like the card game one. Did you really like the card game <laughs> one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, they re-released all of them on PlayStation, I believe, Three four. and then four as well. Yes, they're all available um, through PlayStation Plus. It's like Kingdom Hearts one point five point seven point nine point yeah. three point. A uh, a big question right now is whether or not it will. They are actually going to release Kingdom Hearts three on um, Xbox. Because yeah. it's really one of those things. It's like, does Square want to put it out on Xbox with the possibility of it not doing well? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if they are if they're going to do that, if they they put it out on Xbox, they also have to put out the other games. They have to put out the collections on that so people that have never played them get a chance. That's to. true. 
that was kind of weird because certain games have done that. Titanfall 2 comes to mind on PS4. Titanfall 2 was lost on PS4 and no one had ever played the first one. Not that you had to. It's yeah. just no one had ever known what Titanfall Dark was Siders, if they only had a PlayStation. THQ game. was smart. They remastered Darksiders 1, then they remastered Darksiders 2, and yeah, then they announced Darksiders 3. everything. When is 3 out? Is that out already? This year. It is out this year. Okay. Alright. So we got that to look forward to. Uh, hopefully. Oh, fuck, I just want E3. It's already getting to that point. Things are already saying we'll reveal more at E3 or registration just went up for EA or for E3 stuff. And I'm like, can it just be E3, E3 already? Uh, Overwatch started their year of the dog. What is it? The Lunar New Year? Lunar New Year, right. Event. It was Chinese New Year. Chinese Lunar New Year. Last year was the Year of the Rooster. This year, anybody born after this year of the dog. It's the uh, same year as my brother, I think. Dog. I think 92. Is I think I'm year of the snake. We're snake. We are snake. 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 My sister's dragon. Cool. Yeah. Oh wait, no, my brother might be dragon. Was your sister ninety two? Uh, no. No, your brother's not dragon. Alright. Sister's ninety eight. And they do like thirteen every thirteen years. Yes. Yeah, because there are just a bunch of twelve symbols plus dragon characters. No, there's twelve. No, it's twelve symbols for twelve years and then dragon. And cat. Pig give you lazy eyes. <laughs> It gives you like I was waiting for that. It's plus cat. <laughs> because he never Kyo didn't come to the thing because I don't or Kyo wasn't, but I don't, I don't Are we talking about Fruit's Basket? Yeah, one of the greatest <laughs> anime of all time. Shut your fucking face. Are we talking about Furbu? <laughs> Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Or, I didn't um, say Fruit's Basket was bad. I'm just like, why how do we get to Fruit's Basket? For Russ So Year of the Dog launched. Uh got a whole bunch more skins. We got who let's see, skins, who do we have? Emotes. We got some skins for Genji. Widow. Zarya. Uh, Farah. Farah. Zarya. Zarya. I, I really like um, Farah's Jade Dragon oh, yeah. skin. It's cool. Uh, Mercy. Mercy. Widow's just wearing a kimono. We, actually, we got actual Yukata. skins instead of just Widow's recolors of dope. existing skins. What are you talking about? So in Year of the Rooster, a lot of the skins were just recolors or patterns I mean, of a existing good skins. bit of them were new skins. They were new skins, yes, but a lot of them were just textures or repatterns yeah. of existing skins. Um, people are loving the new... I want the new Roadhog emote. Oh, I haven't seen the Roadhog emote. He pulls oh. out a little onion man and goes... Kree, kree. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> ah. he also, that's also the one where he did the thing where he doesn't have the emote... Not the emote, the um, play of the game or what a highlight where it's him, he like launches or blows up candles or something. I don't remember. That's McCree. I know McCree has the light at while cool yeah, guys cool never guys look at explosions. Like explosions right? um, but on top of that, all that, all the new stuff, they also brought back Capture the Flag and tweaked Capture the Flag. Yes. Uh, also, for the moment, there is a competitive Capture the Flag. Yeah. And you can do ten, for four ten, weeks. ten placement matches. They are this this event is lasting for a full four weeks, um, which is kind of cool because normally it's only three, right? I think normally yeah, it's two or three. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and play any yet, but I am excited. I will probably just go ahead and buy all the. I think it's cool that they're having like the their, their separate like capture the flag competitive mode. Yeah, they did it for Lucio Ball CTF as well. Yeah. Made up. Right, right. Did they do it for Snowball? No. Good, because no, they, they really got to figure out a different way of doing that Hunt game. Hunt the Yeti game type. Snowball. Uh, I mean, Hunt the Yeti and Snowball came back this year. I'm saying Hunt the Yeti was the winter thing. And yeah, there was the no, Yeti like, competitive the Hunt the Yeti. Things. There's no MLG Yetis. I like the Yeti. That <laughs> was fun. Uh, God. So, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of more awesome stuff that we will still play. Anybody buying packs? Uh, 
Loot packs? I may. I considered... The thing is, is all the packs I had bought previously were on Xbox. So I had to consider whether or not I was going to buy them on PC. How long did it take you to realize that we were never going to play Xbox? Not that long. Overwatch. Honestly. Again? I don't even know why I still own a copy of the damn game, but... Oh, digitally. Yeah, it was until um, we have digital. Well, some people I know still play it on Xbox, but... Um, Those are called scrubs. Name. I, uh... You don't want them. I no scrubs. I buy a pack for PC. I have to see... I'm thinking about trying to... Thousand point... Hundred percent the game. I've already thousand pointed Overwatch, but I'm missing some achievements that mm-hmm. got added in his DLC. I was gonna say you can't because of the DLC though. That that's a you have to yearly go back and try to right. do that. Well, if I start now, I have four weeks to get all well, the old wind or all the true. old uh, year of the dragon. Year, there was the there one? Oh, game. I guess there was yeah, for CTF. Uh, CTF stuff. There is a um, new feature actually on Xbox called Next Achievements. That when you bring up a game and you use the next achievements feature, it will essentially just show you which achievements you're you closest have to next in line, or which achievements in the certain game mode you're playing for. Usually, these are generally Xbox specific. Did they already like have Forza. that built in at one point? Well, the feature's always been there, but now there's like a thing where you can go and see actually like, says oh, okay. and see what percentage you are to they, games that track. They do have some achievements that will link to specific game modes you're playing or specific activities you're doing in game. That will reorganize the achievements in a way saying you have a better shot at getting this, even though you're closer to getting this other one. That's usually for Xbox-specific games like Forza. Forza, for example, will rearrange your achievements based on the races you play. Mm-hmm. That works. Um, so moving on from Overwatch, we already talked on the Nick Foles stuff, because I'm just going to take what we talked about earlier. Nick Foles is in Madden. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was already in Madden, but now mm-hmm. he is. No, his, his last card was like... Bad. It was like a goal. Oh, yeah, because it was fucking Eagles. Oh, and he was an Eagles backup. Oh, he Carson was Wentz backup? was their starter. Oh, wow. So Carson yeah. Wentz, in the middle of the season, got an award winner card that was like a 94 overall. And like week 11 or 12, or 13, tore his ACL. That was another one. Carson Wentz hit guy by the curse. Um, and they put in Nick Foles as the backup. Wow. So their backup quarterback took the him Eagles to the Eagles got the first 99 overall and took him to the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. That's kind of cool. Uh, so just came out today... Tiny Bill put out a little video <coughs> announcing to the yeah, six ports to the Switch. Uh, none of them super surprising in any way. you got to expect most of them. Uh, the Final Station, which is that post-apocalyptic train defense game, it's okay. But the, the way that it's actually launching, I kind of like it. We have one coming out this month, one in March, one in May, coming summer, and then the other two are later this year. Um this month is Final Station. Next month is one of my favorite games that they've ever made or put out, uh, Cluster Truck, <laughs> which is fantastic and fun and fucking crazy. I'm missing two achievements in the game. When I come. Yeah. I'll get Cluster Truck on the Switch. Yeah, that's coming in March. In May, we're getting Punch Club. Whew. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't a fan, but Punch I know Club you like are. It was cocaine. It's a good fucking game. Yeah. Uh, after that, coming this summer is Party Hard. Which I believe we we played that during we the during stream, life, right? Yes. Yeah. I played a lot of that. During that was a fun life. fucking game. Uh, after that is Streets of Rogue, which is a procedurally generated action RPG. Uh, it's the only one of these games that I haven't seen anything for. Most of them I've at least played for a little bit, uh, and the last one that I've seen a shit ton for, and never actually touched it, and might now. Uh, and I like that they call it a somewhat broken horror simulator. Hello Neighbor is coming to the Switch, yes. which. I mean, that game is weird and creepy and fucked up. Uh, have you guys seen anything for it? I've seen plenty of Hello Neighbor. It I makes no sense. It uh, like, even the, the puzzles, 
make literally no sense. Um, the game is designed in a way to make you feel like you are 100% helpless 99% of the time. Your across-the-street neighbor has a roller coaster going around his house. Yeah. Things are sticking out of that house that don't make any physical possible sense. Yep. It's, it it turns, doesn't seem it, physically possible is like the main line for that. Beat him to death with his own skull. It doesn't seem physically <laughs> possible. By the way, that that's is... That's why he kept screaming. They basically have that line in one of the most recent episodes of... Ruby? Uh, no, of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really? One of the characters says, I'm going to beat you to death with your own skull. <laughs> or with your own head or something like that. I'm like, that doesn't seem physically possible. <laughs> he doesn't say that part, but the, the beating to death part. Hello Neighbor starts off very much... It fools you into, into what you think it is, which is... This is just a survival horror game. You know, let me sneak into my neighbor's house, steal whatever I need to steal and get out. And then... And, and then you realize it is more that. More, but it gets very you... surreal very fast. <laughs> I, I haven't played it yet. Um, I might eventually get into it. A, a lot of people. Of I'm a fan of Tiny Build. They oh make, yeah, they make good stuff. They made the. I mean, their logo is. Um, oh, what is it? Keep Something. I, it's the can't explain. No time to. Explain. No time to explain, uh, which gotcha. is fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, especially the foot when you play as the football character and you like have to launch yourself across instead of using your little laser beam. Yeah. Laser beam, huh? Propels you. Like, it has force or something. Yeah, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now that we've covered all the gaming news and TV trailer (coughs) news and everything, we're going to get into some spoiler stuff with Altered Carbon and then Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Uh, I personally did not watch all of Altered Carbon. I watched enough that made me realize that I I couldn't get into it. Wow. I know. It made no sense to me. Everybody that has talked about that show has made it seem like it's something I would have loved. Just couldn't get into it. I think part of me just felt like... I know you liked all the boobs. <laughs> lots of um, lots of tits in the movie. I no think I've been right? watching too much sci-fi stuff. No so, Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so w- w- as I'm watching it, I just felt like I had was watching an amalgamation of everything else I've been watching recently. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'll say one thing about it to start. That, and I told Nate about this. The thing that I really liked is they do a good job at setting up the world. It's like it's a show that has really good world building. Some shows they try to sell you like a premise, but you don't buy like the you know the motivations are there for the characters, but you just can't buy that like the setting or or the the uh, world around them is is as it is or as it should be or you know like they can't get away with what they would be doing if this was set in the real world what they do in altered carbon is they set up this like gritty like very uh steam not steampunk very cyberpunk uh like uh blade runner-esque universe where you know it's in the future and you know it's uh it's set around these uh very uh, out there concepts, but all of them, at least all the ones that they touch on, are very like believable, and they have like backstory, and it's something that you could you know could see reasonably existing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So spider. Yeah. <laughs> He's floating. Was it a big one or a small one? He's floating right here. I don't see a spider. He's floating right here. I'm pointing. Right there is a spider. Kill it. No, it's floating. Kill I, it. I see your finger and I don't see a spider there. Oh, he's moving. Kill it. 
There's a rule in this house. There is. You kill all spiders. Because they know they're allowed to live outside, but not inside. Can you see it now? No. Come to my side. You can see it because of the light. Oh, now I see the spider. You literally shifted. Nate just shifted two inches to the right. Yep. And can see the spider now. It's a spider. Kill it. Here, Chris, we shoot the spider. You don't need to show me. Fucking just kill the guy. Why don't you give me a paper towel or something so I can kill the spider? I got nothing to kill it with. Give me a napkin or a paper towel or a thing. Wait. Why am I using two whole paper plates to kill it's a spider? It's coming down. There he is. Him. Oh, bye, spider. Screech. Want a plate? Bitsy, bitsy, die. Really? Really? Fell <laughs> into your mouth. It's a busy diter. Diter? Dead now. Dead spider. Diter. Spadead. Spadead. That sounds like a retarded dead person. <laughs> Goddamn spadead. Disped. Disped. Down came the plate. Ask So what did you guys think of the show? I liked it. Both of you. I liked Ooh. it a lot, actually. So okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it up until the last three episodes. If Ooh. I had to give it... Weak ending? It did have a weak ending. The show starts off really, really strong, and the ending turns into... Not really a retcon, but turns into damage control for the rest... For the actual ending of the show. For yeah. what should have been the actual yeah, ending and, of the show. And there's not a good enough payoff at the end. There is a, a good payoff, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's... It, the To summarize what the payoff is at the end of the show, it's... Fuck you, rich people. Right. <laughs> right. So, so to, to go into detail, and if, if you haven't seen it yet and you want to, stop listening. But to go into detail... The show starts, and you're given a glimpse of a character who has been through some combat uh, recently. He's all bloodied up, he's in the shower, and then you realize it's two characters. It's a guy and a girl in the shower. And they fuck it. And they, they're doing it, right. And uh, they no are idea. like what looks like a hotel, like a space hotel, you would space guess. Space hotel. <laughs> um, like a shitty space hotel. Hotels in space. They look like they're uh, like counting up their loot after some kind of heist. They're, uh, they've got guns. There's uh, some what looks like currency that they're counting or cleaning off. Yeah, that's not currency. Yeah, well, I'll get there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it looks like you know, these people have just robbed someone or they're criminals. It looks like it starts off as an anti-hero, you know, this guy's a criminal, right. he's a bad dude, but is going to have some greater destiny style, almost movie. They um, get interrupted by the police force, by the special tactics, the SWAT of the... Space police force. Space SWAT. Space SWAT. And they instantly show you that a person is basically not dead unless you shoot them in their critical weak spot. Which, in the future, is the back of the neck. Yes. You have to roll nat 20s to kill people in right. ultra carbon. If you shoot these people in the legs or the chest or the head or the arms, then they can still continue to live. Because everybody's consciousness... Is yes. backed up in what I thought was currency. Like I said, when I first started watching, yep. in these little, little discs, little chips in their necks. Yes. So the, the show gets that is the main concept of the, the show. The show gets its name from what these chips are made out of. It's called it's a substance. Is it altered called, carbon. They, they reference it. Yes, it's called art, altered carbon. Unobtainium. It's it Fuck is it. basically unobtainium because they explain it later in the series that a certain major character in the show explains that she actually invented this technology. Yeah. Um. 
but it is a way of storing the human consciousness. Backing so, it up. Which really, one of the major themes that's explored throughout the series is what is... What is it to be human? What is it to be human, and what is it to also have a body? <laughs> because one of the other major characters in the show spends 90% of that show until, I think, the last two episodes disembodied. Right. Um, and... So the idea behind a stack is is you've got this chip that basically hooks around your spine and your body. Right. Implanted at and birth. And that chip is you. So if that chip is destroyed, you are effectively dead. You are RD. Yes, real death. Real death. <laughs> um, real death. So that chip is that chip's gone and you're gone. Yes, but that if, chip, if you get however, shot in your head, then they can yes. basically cut your spine out of your back and then take that and upload that into a synthetic human or another or another real human real body. human that didn't have a stack already yes so they generally keep real human bodies when a person is in prison do you find this out when a person is in prison in this universe and people go away for a long time one of the other major themes is the concept of time in this show and how because essentially most of the human population is effectively immortal no not most of them only the well, rich since they're rich people well the rich people are the people who can afford to keep re-sleeving as they call it. bodies are called sleeves in this series right the people who can afford to re to resleeve, which over to resleeve is to is to take your yes, consciousness or who out, are essential, put it in a fresh body. Yes, or who are essential to certain functions, like the police essentially get free sleeves. They basically get them on a budget, but they get free sleeves. Yep, um, they're able to consistently resleeve, so effectively they're immortal. So the main character, you find out. This stack technology exists at the beginning of the series, and it exists when you meet the main character again in the same episode. But the time that passes is like 250, 250 years. years. Right. So you have that amount of time span between the first moment you meet this person and then when you meet him again. Right. And so that tells you that the sense of the concept of time, things, even though this is a near future society, things have kind of stagnated technology-wise. They, right. they can't improve upon, I'm actually able to transfer my consciousness into another human body. Right. Um... The other thing that this show does a lot of is a bunch of Lost-style flashbacks. Yes. Where, throughout the series, up until about episode 7, you get probably 10 to 15 minutes of flashback every episode. You do get a lot of flashback episodes. The thing that I appreciate about and the And then one entire episode is flashback. Yes. The thing that I appreciate about, about, probably one of the, weakest about the flashbacks is... The flashbacks put things in context. Right. They, the they, reason that the flashback they episode... They exist for, for uh, exposition, yes. for detail and background and... The reason that the flashback episode was so poor is because it tried to piece together all the stuff you saw before. So a lot of it you watch and you're like, I'm literally hearing the same lines and seeing the same scenes that I've already seen. Why right. am I watching this? Right. Show me something new. Um, which is great if you want to give a character a backstory, but if you've given me that before, cut that part out and continue from that point forward. Um, but it sets up the character. Just to explain who the characters really are, is you have uh, Takeshi Kovach. Kovach. Who is... Main character. The main character. He started out as a member of the Protectorate, which are the Space SWAT. SWAT, yep, We talked about SWAT. earlier. Then later left the Protectorate to join a group of... Rebels. Rebels called the Envoys. Um, and the Envoys want to actually real death everybody, but in a different well, way. They well, no, they upload, don't want to real death anybody. They want to get rid yeah, of the altered carbon They want to get rid of the stack technology. So what they would do is they would essentially upload a virus that would be transmitted to every stack across the galaxy prevents it from and give everybody 100 years to live and that's it. Right, right, it's like a virus. Yes. So stack even if virus. you re-sleeved within that 100 years, you would be set to 100-year lifespan and then you're dead. Yep. Um, 
people aren't meant to live forever. So that's the main overarching plot. The thing that makes Altered Carbon unique is the way it explores themes that have been in sci-fi before, but it does it in a unique way. The neat, neat thing about Stacks, you find out early on, is there's a criminal who's actually out to try to kill Takeshi early on. Um, he's called um, Demi the Twin. And the reason he's called Demi the Twin is he does this thing called dual cheating. <coughs> so what he'll do is actually he makes a copy of his own stack, which is literally a copy of your consciousness, and puts, puts it in, it in another sleeve. Box. And what's weird is the two sleeves refer to each other as brothers. The two stacks refer to each other as brothers. Not they're really the brothers. Same person. They're the same person. What you find out later on through one of the ending episodes is that the two separate consciousnesses, it isn't like you're astral projecting into a different body. Or controlling both at the yes. same time. It's that other consciousness. Is another version of you. Is another just, version of you having me. different yeah. experiences from you. And so effectively, think the it, question becomes is, think of does it like this a, count as another person? Think of it like a decision tree. You know, if you have an option to do something or not do something, one version of you does it, one version doesn't do it. And then those two paths on two universes, on two timelines branch out. Yes. Well, if you're dual stacking, both of those things happen and they both exist simultaneously. Yes. And so the question becomes at the end is... Are both let's actually get there. Let's get there. People. Let's get there. Let's get there. Yes, but um, and then there's a lot before that. There's like a lot of cop there's, drama. There's a lot of stuff that happens. There's a love that. interest. Um, the cop drama that happens starts with another character. Her name is Boobs McGee. Literally everything. It's Not Boobs like McGee. An overall kind of. Well, we're getting there. <laughs> She's. I'll call her Hernandez for the sake of simplicity. That's racist. <laughs> but she is a cop who. You f- this is kind of jumping ahead, but fine. But when she sees Takeshi, this isn't revealed till later on. Takeshi is in the sleeve of her boyfriend, former partner slash former partner slash boyfriend, who is currently jailed. His stack is basically jailed, which means they put him in what a lot of characters just refer to as the dark. Essentially, your stack is shut away and turned off. It's not in the sleeve, so it can't receive any outside stimulus. Right, but then they take <laughs> your body and they distribute that. Yes. They repurpose it. So Takeshi is in this dude's body, which is. Beneficial to Takeshi so, yeah, because he Takeshi's needs a strong body. body. dies in the first five minutes. Yes. He goes on ice. He wakes up in the new body, which is the partner of the female cop, who is also on ice. How many years apart is this? 250 years. So, he goes, he dies. His body, his original body dies. He gets put in jail. He's serving his sentence. He gets pulled out because one of the rich, upper class, the mess... Yeah. I called them myths, and then like two or three episodes in, I realized they're saying myths. called myths. <laughs> I thought myths sounds way better because they look myths like sound millionaires. way better. I kept going back and forth. I'd be like, it's myths. so much better if they're just myths. called myths because <laughs> they live forever. Like, yeah, myths. That makes sense, right? No, they're called myths. <laughs> yes. Why? I don't know. They don't Maybe explain it because meth is a big drug in the future. No, that's not why. <laughs> so a meth recruits Takeshi, basically finds out who he is from 250 years ago and recruits him to solve a problem. In doing so, puts him intentionally in the body of the partner, the female cop. So the warrior, the envoy, the terrorist from 250 years ago gets woken up in the future. He gets given a job by a meth to solve his murder. That's where the majority of the plot stirs around. is him trying to solve the murder of this meth. Exactly. And, And it's complicated because it's... All the, like like Nate said earlier, all of the things about, you know, what is human, what isn't human, um, is also complicated because there's, like, this relationship between the cop and between Takashi and, and Kovach. He is, he's not a police officer, but he might as well be by the end yes. of the series. 
By the because end of the series, he might as well just join the police force. He's less hired as... The, the thing that he's hired as like a merc or a One of the things that I had to take Private away, investigator, private detective. That I had to take as a con for the series is Takeshi was supposed to be an envoy, and envoys are supposed to have a very specific set of skills. Um, they're supposed to have this intuition, which the way they show it at the beginning of the series is basically that you can practically see through walls. Yeah, you got the vision. Um... So he he never thought, uses that again, by the way. And then he never uses that until almost the very end. Yeah. And it's like, if that is how his intuition works, why isn't he using that all the time? And then they just kind of explain it away at the end of the series as, oh, he was using it the whole time, and it's all in the details, and he can see things that other people... He's basically like Sherlock Holmes, but he's not really doing the thing Sherlock Holmes does where he I got a very Sherlock, points Ho- out the people. Sherlock Holmes, or Sherlock, BBC Sherlock vibe for the show. Yes, yeah. but Sherlock Does it Sherlock have a lot of that, like... out to people. Well, and Sherlock has a lot of, like... Like pompousness about him, and yes. like, like uh, Takeshi just comes off as like as a, almost a, a Mary Sue. Like he knows things because he knows things, yeah. and nobody else knows these things until he says what he knows. So, and to me, that was if they had explored that thing of showing envoy training and showing how they learn to absorb these details and come to the conclusions that they do. That would have fleshed out his character. Let, let's move more. towards the end so we can wrap yeah. it up. So five or six episodes in. Um, details are coming to light. You're How fine. many episodes is this? Ten. Is it just ten, ten episodes. Ten okay. episodes. About six episodes in, some details are coming to light. You're finding out that there's like, corruption in the police force, that there's uh, more than one person who could have done the crime that he was hired to, to solve. Um, he, you find out some backstory with the family of the of the meth. Um, it basically, the show is, is, is very layered. Mm-hmm. Then episode seven hits, and it's the flashback episode. In Which you say is one of the weakest episodes. One of, if not the weakest, I think the, the last episode. It's probably the weakest episode. Would you the compare last episode it, might be the fucking. Weakest. I was gonna say, would you compare it to the uh, Eleven meets her sister episode? Yes, very yes. much yeah. so. And because it's like it, in a weird place. Like yes. if they put seven as one or one A, I or exactly. two. I would be fine. It's, pre- it's doing what Stranger Things did, which is pressing the star- pause button on the main plot. Right, to, to show you some fucking shit you don't care about. And the- it's basically people that watch the machete order of Star Wars, where <laughs> yeah. it goes episode four, five, you find out that he's the, he's your father, one, two, then they three, go back one, two, three, and six. then go back and watch six. Yeah. Um, but no, what, what happens is they, they explain a lot of the backstory they give you a lot of details that, like, like Nate said, you already knew most of. Then you, you find out, <laughs> more or less, you find out that the culprit, that the main antagonist uh, of Takeshi, that he's been trying to find and that has been kind of uh, stringing him along and trying to basically fuck his day up, yeah. is his sister. So he's had this sister... His sister who he thinks is dead. Who he thought was dead... Because uh, it's been 250 years, uh, who he thought exploded, you know, 250 years ago, is actually alive. Not only is she alive, but she's like a total bitch. She's like nowhere near she's how she was. Psycho. <laughs> she's a complete psychopath. She basically got this idea in her head that like I can't have my brother. Nobody can have my exactly. brother. Okay. First of all, she she practically murdered two women just because her brother put her dick put his dick in him. Right. Like, that's a little crazy. A little bit. Little. He was, little crazy. She's basically upset and jealous because her brother loves other women and believes these other women are trying to take him away. Right. And she thinks that there's this better path for her brother, which she never really explains. It's just, be around me, please. Yeah, yeah. I know the way. 
Do you know the way? I know the way. It's it's. Let me show you the way. It goes from Notice Me Senpai to Notice Me Onisan, which is very creepy because it gave me like Sword Art Online vibes. No, it's creepy because <laughs> at one point she's like, "I have all of your friends rounded up. You're gonna take your time and decide when you want to start killing them, and then when there's none of them left, then we can be brother and sister again." Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> It'd be like, I, I'm my sister. Sorry. You're a demon. <laughs> like that's the point because she should have said that. That's not how this works. Yeah, no, I'm that's not how any you. of this works. <laughs> like, uh, I, I would also like to point out that this is yet again another series or film or movie, whatever you want to go with, uh, where they take an Asian character and put it in a white dude. Yeah. It makes sense character. in this context. I was gonna get there. There's did a very it, ghost, in the, well, ghost in the recon. Ghost in the recon. Ghost in the shell. It made sense. I said ghost in the recon. <laughs> it makes sense in this one because it isn't just we're taking a brain and we're putting it in a different body. Right. It's the it's sleeping. the transfer for consciousness. The fact that real bodies actually do die. Mm-hmm. And and you could also the cross fact sleep. that. The you can put a man in a woman's body or a woman in a man's body. That white, bo- that white man's body too. is integral to a subplot. Yeah. It isn't just there because they need okay. a new actor he's, to play the dude. put in a white guy's body the, because he was the detective. The original partner. actor who played Takeshi not only shows up in the flashback episodes, he shows, he shows up, up in, in the future. separate episodes. Yeah. Takeshi finds his original sleeve okay. in a place called Fight Drone and then actually Jim, tragically Jim, has to kill Jim, his original sleeve. Jim Perry was there? Yes. Wait. You're no. joking. I'm like, no. you're joking, right? No. <sighs> yes. But no. There was... He finds his original sleeve and then has to actually end up killing his original sleeve because Dimmy the Twin puts his fucking stack in Takeshi's sleeve. There's a really other... There's a really good subplot we didn't talk about where uh, Takeshi finds someone who uh, he is originally investigating because he thinks that he may be uh, involved in the murder of this meth that he was hired to, uh, to solve. Finds out that. that he's not, um, but that he does have a good grudge against him, and he, he basically, at the time when, when he meets him, he kind of needs backup. He can't trust anybody, so he recruits him to help him, and in doing so, you find out that like, he's got this daughter who's like, her consciousness is backed up in a, in a chip, but she has no sleeve, and she's kind of had like a breakdown, so mm. her consciousness is like fragmented. Okay. His wife is like locked up for uh, for some crimes that, that uh, she committed, and in... The subplot, as it develops, he kind of helps them put their family back together, which is nice. That is nice. Yep. They get a nice, happy resolution. Does and, it seem like a show that is a one-off? Um, no, I think that they're going to continue. Do they need to? Yes. Yo, you think? Okay, yeah. so it ends in a... In a Doesn't end we with, could go no, no, no. further, kind uh, of They like. can definitely go further, right? Okay. They can continue to... Because that was a big issue I had. There's a lot of Netflix shows that I'm like... They one set and done, up this just world one and so done. well that if they don't explore, it would be it would be bad. Yeah. But okay. they need better writing. Mm-hmm. So the thing about this show is, I don't know mm-hmm. if either of you guys know, but it's based on a book. Series no, no, of books. What is the series of books called? Altered Carbon? Altered Carbon, yeah. Um, but what they did is that they shoehorned a lot of the book into season one. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of future books. So basically they took a lot of oh, story that, that doesn't show up until like the second or third book and put it in the storyline. Did they see some unfortunate book. events of the movie it? Uh, where they yeah, so something like that. In, in that they, movie, they, they take the first three books, put it in one, see. but they make the beginning and the end the first book and the other two books happen in between. Yeah. And like that makes literally no sense. So what they did is they took the backstory, mm-hmm. which is him falling in love with the leader of the resistance in his original form. Oh, these are relatively recent books. Ago. They came out in 2002. That yeah. stuff doesn't always ha- doesn't happen until the third book. 
Mm-hmm. Also, the leader of the resistance and the creator of the stacks are two different people. Gotcha. In the show, they made them one person. Gotcha. Also, he doesn't even have a sister in the books. Wow. The ending of the first book is way better because he doesn't have a sister. See, if I were to there make three books. this show so. and cut it... this I had this problem with a lot of shows. But if I were to make this show and cut it in a way that would make sense and add drama and make people excited for the next season... The sister's motivations are so unquestionably they're, bad, too. They're bad, but the way I would have cut this is would have had... We have the whole... Um, which is fake, something Croft story. The, the guy right. Mycroft. Mycroft. He's trying to solve his Hold own up. murder. Mycroft. There's really a character named Mycroft in yeah. this. Yes. That's just lazy writing. Actually, I think it's Bashcroft. I'm not sure. I don't know. Vain, oh, okay. It's something. Bancroft is lazy. what it is. Bancroft. So he, he's trying to solve his own murder, right? And so he uses Takeshi as a means to an end to do that. The way the series should have ended is with Takeshi doing his original frame job. Takeshi still knows that he's basically lying to these people and he's got something wrong, but Takeshi at that point shouldn't have known who actually did this. Right. It should have still been a mystery. The fact that his sister shows up in the fight term episode, leave that completely intact. She's a mystery woman. We'll find out who she Those is Those are the later. last two episodes. Yes. Okay. So, you know, do the whole frame job. Takeshi knows that he's bullshitting. He goes yeah, so back and tells his eight, little cabal Episode 8, of after that, the backstory, the show's about the region's yes. conclusion. You um, know, go and tell he, his cabal of friends that he's bullshitting, end the season there, and then continue with this crazy sister arc in the next season, and make that a full-fledged story. Because it could, he, you think it could have filled out to be a full story. It could have filled out to be a full story, the because last they two crammed episodes, it inside of two yeah. episodes. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. And the motivations are just so bad, and they're not explained well. Her and after they're reunited, and... She can just have him, and they can leave, and he's got his freedom, because he's already put the blame yes. on the wrong person. Instead, she's like, no, you're going to kill all your friends. Exactly, because this lesson so, she's trying to teach Takeshi is basically, you aren't allowed to like anyone but Besides me. me. Yeah. Like, if I don't... She's so power-hungry and so controlling that she is willing to tell her brother that, like, all these people you met, all these people you ever loved... They have to worthless, literally nothing, die. They have yeah. to yeah, cease to exist. Or else we can't be together in any capacity. So you guys mm-hmm. talking about this more makes it seem like it was almost a good show. Seven out of ten episodes were good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Would good Would you show. give this series a Senate seven out of ten? Yeah. Oh, really? Five. Okay. Five or six. Should, at one point, we should rank actual Netflix original shows. Yes. Not Netflix originals that are also just licensed and they're doing the yeah. only distribution. No, I would say I would Six. give this show show a seven. The thing that got me, I'd very give it a nine if they took out the sister. Is, is the world building? I like world building when it's done well in a in a show, especially because it's a hard thing to do. You can give any show a setting, but to actually create an entire working universe around it is something different and unique. Mm-hmm. And so there's little tidbits where you aren't just seeing a character with a gun. But that gun has a name. People know things about the way it operates and how it functions. Right. They even they even like talk about the main character's yes. gun a couple of times. Like, oh shit, is this a custom yeah, six shot yeah. revolver? Like, that just makes me think of Psycho Pass. Well, yeah, they focus so much time in they that do show focus about so the much gun. Time on the, but the gun in Psycho Pass is kind of like in your face every five seconds of that show. I mean, it's part the of the plot. The gun might as well be a main character. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the gun in the system in place or placed on the guns. Yes, kind of thing. the gun was practically uh, a character in Psycho Pass. So you guys are giving it a you said a six and a seven. Yes. All right. So that's not it's, too bad. It's great. Like I said, if it was cut, if it was cut the way that I would have cut it, the first season would have probably been a nine. 
and the second season could have also been a nine. It, it had a potential to be <laughs> nine or ten. If it didn't have shittyish writing and a bad ending. Yeah. Right. The, there was also very cringy dialogue moments throughout the show, so... <laughs> so, if we're ready, are you guys good on... Uh, we're good with Arthur Carver. Okay. I would say if you haven't seen it, it is Ortega worth Ortega is the name of the character. Ortega. That was bugging me. Hernandez. <laughs> also, Ortega <laughs> talks throughout the whole series about how she's this busy cop. She's got cases to work. She never does a single she case. Never does. She uses the busy cop thing as an excuse to get other people to stop writing her about being up to Keshi's ass all the time. Right. She's like, I'm so busy. I have so many cases to follow. And then she leaves and goes and, and does shit with the And then she just fucking leaves work. She is one cop where... She's the worst seen, cop! I have never seen her sit at her desk for more than like five seconds right. the entire series. Right. Yeah, the um, my main problem with Altered Carbon, my my final thing, is that the main character was great, but the sister, like her motivations, were just so like shallow and like oh, yeah. so non anything related well, that's what to the I'm show. Saying. If they had cut it at the end of Ray the whole, was the sister's name, the, the whole bu- bullshitting thing. If they cut it at Takeshi's frame job and left the whole sister arc for a second season where they could flesh out her motivations and explain this huge conspiracy behind the actual murder of the guy, then well, that and, would have made for a great second and she, season. And she achieved this, like, kind of mess status herself in the 250 yes. years that passed, and she did it in, like, a really terrible and corrupt way oh, by, yeah. like, basically allowing mess to real death prostitutes. Yep. These girls that didn't know what they were signing up for. They thought they so were So she's just, this, like, yes. super corrupt... And, like, she's got no she's moral compass. She's extremely corrupt. She has no moral compass. She sees everything as a means to an Do end. Do they give any reasoning for her becoming that way? Because she was raised by uh, well, Yakuza. They were both raised by abusive. They were split up when they were very, very little. Then Takeshi was recruited into the SWAT police force, which we talked about a little bit. He was recruited mm-hmm. as a and boy, he, by the and way, he was and just told, shoved into a man's body. <laughs> right. And he was told by the SWAT team that his sister would be fine taken care of. And that she would, you know, live a much better life as long as he agreed to come with them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What happens is she gets recruited by the Yakuza. I would honestly watch a show with just her, like, yes. being, like, a Yakuza underling. And, like, developing into the Yakuza boss that she that is. That could just oh, be yeah. season two and you don't even know. You just said the <laughs> well, plot of that season could two. Be the, the... What happens, though, in, in, at the end of season one, just to, to, to the fa- thing... finally clarify it, is Takeshi fights her. He kills her. It's sad. Then, he solves the murder. Yes. Which you find out that, uh, like I said earlier, that the the main character was involved with his sister's underground crime lord business. He was drugged and then killed someone, real death a girl. Uh, Felt bad about it. Killed himself. (laughs) Okay. And when he killed himself... He lost his memory. He, he was trying to get him to solve his own murder. Mm. But Mitch, rich people, the one thing we didn't mention yeah. is that meths, really rich meths, really rich back meths, up their consciousness. They up so their they consciousness don't have to be transferred. They they're automatically back up every okay. 24 or 48 hours. So he killed himself. He shot his own stack out. So he lost the period from when he killed the girl to when he shot himself. Because he it lost didn't it all. Because, right, it didn't back it up. Okay. Yes. So that's why he didn't know that he killed himself. That's kind of yes. cool. Um, Which is funny because even though Takeshi completely explains this and has a confession from his own sister, he still doesn't believe that at the end of the show. His pride literally won't let him believe he killed himself. Right. But the the wrap-up of the show is him and his wife are both guilty of different crimes. They both end up getting arrested in a very fuck-you-rich-people kind of way. So, 
Fuck you, Richie. Mm. Fuck you, Richie. So yeah. even not like the glowingest of reviews, you're still going to tell people to go watch it. Yeah. Right. I would say it's worth it's watch show. once because if you're into sci-fi and you're into the explorations of themes in sci-fi, especially themes involving things like digital consciousness, um, even AIs. There's a big part of oh, a big yeah. part involving oh, AI. Oh man, in the AI is the best. Poe is a great character. So in the book, Poe. Have you read the book, the book now? Okay. Or did I, you just go compare? I'm skimming the book. Okay. Um, Skim synopsis. Do you think you're going to read the books? Maybe. Yeah. Um, Poe isn't in the books. Yeah. In the books, the inn that he goes to, he goes to this AI uh, hotel, and that is basically his home base throughout the show, uh, Takeshi. Okay. And it's housed it's by. The Raven. It's called the Raven, and it's housed by a digital representation avatar of Edgar Allan Poe. That's cool. It is cool. In the books, it's Jimi Hendrix. Really? That's, yeah. That's cool. But in the books, there's also a lot of like murder and like killing that takes place in the hotel. And the Jimi Hendrix estate, the uh, show writers, they tried to get Jimi Hendrix to make it like the book. Mm-hmm. And the Jimi Hendrix estate was, you can't have people being killed by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> really? <laughs> because Poe actually does kill at least one or two people. Yes. Well, I mean, Poe has been about, used in the past yes. for more... Brutal the unique kind of thing about AI in yeah, this universe—it's it's called the Hendrix. Is the AI hotel. aren't just like projections on a screen; they can build physical bodies out of electrons right. in the air. So he's able to deconstruct and reconstruct himself anywhere in the hotel. And the hotel actually kind of is his body. Really cool, actually. It so is. Uh, he does. There's an awesome scene in one of the first episodes. He literally picks up a shotgun from behind a counter and blows a dude away. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, there's no sister in the book. There is a love interest. Um, yeah, and there also there is a yakuza criminal boss, and she That's is it. like the main bad guy in the book. Okay, um, yeah, the but that, she's not his sister. The thing that actually pushes Takeshi's sister over the edge is the whole falling in love with leader of resistance thing yeah. and not wanting that to happen, and yeah. not essentially not wanting to be real death herself by the thing that not wanting to ever die. She wanted to essentially be what a meth is by the time she reaches this point in the story. She Every time you see forever. it, I, I'm I'm like meth. Yeah, I, I I'm honestly drugs? after the second episode, I'm like. I'm like, is this a British show? Am I saying it wrong? Myth. Myth, myth, myth. And then the third episode, they said it a bunch more. I'm like, no, it's definitely myth. I turned on the subtitles, and I'm like, yep. yep. I've been saying it wrong. That happens a lot in TV shows. I turn on subtitles, and I can't understand what the fuck people are saying. Oh, also, my last thing I'll mention, changes from the book to the show, is in the show, he's tortured multiple times. I'm like, see, episode three or four? Yes. To try and get information. He's tortured, he's tortured, he's tortured. And the way they torture you is they torture you in virtual reality. So they basically take your conscience, and just they load that up into a torture simulator that they have control of, and they kill your conscience over and over and over and over. Do you know a big problem with Netflix being now the home of what? Black Mirror? What? Because people are just going to be like, they just made an entire series out of a Black, uh, Black uh, Mirror, out of a Black Mirror concept. Of. But yeah. uh, concept. But what they do in the book is they put him into a woman's body. They torture a woman in VR, and it goes sexual. Well, like, sure. real bad, oh, wow. nasty, like, shoving an iron sure. up the character's vagina, vagina because I thought, in graphic Regina. detail. I thought, Virginia. Virginia. Well, because there is a character who is... An iron right up for Virginia. There is a character, without giving away too much more, there is a character who is cross-sleeved in the show, and she's a little traumatized by the fact that she's cross-sleeved, even though eventually she's just like, fuck it, I'm in the sleeve now, and I have, to do, I have a job to do. Yep. I could imagine... An episode where they would have cross-sleeved the main character and torched them based on the fact that now they exist as the opposite sex. Right. Really no, just no, no, based no. on that. But mm-hmm. the problem is, and this is another thing the director brought up, is she's like, I read the books, you have to read the books, the source mm-hmm. material. She's like, if we tried to make that true to life and make it exactly how it was in the books, she's like, 
people will call it torture porn. <laughs> She's like, people will literally, like, they will they will can us. People will call it torture porn, but then you fucking find out that basically this universe exists around a torture porn palace in the sky, so... Right, right. <laughs> torture porn palace? Yeah, torture porn palace. <laughs> Alright, then. Is it made of diamond? No. <laughs> there's a scene, There's a scene where a guy actually goes up to the torture porn palace in the sky, right? And I'm just going to call it... It's called Head of the Clouds, but to me it's torture, torture porn, porn palace. palace in the sky. Um... He goes up there and he gets a hooker and the hook like the very first thing the hooker does is hand him a knife and is like you can you can stand you anything you holes want. in me, you yep. can fuck me in the yeah, holes. Yeah, you can you can fuck me in I'm any like, hole you want to make. I'm like I understand that you're a hooker, but That's extreme. It should take some time to warm up to this level. <laughs> you can do whatever you like. Like whatever you like does not mean literally whatever you like. <laughs> He's kinda like a cattle. A cattle killing gun? He's, he's got a fucking... Pneumatic They call it a prod. bolt gun, and it's for killing cattle. Yeah. And they give the patrons of this torture porn palace in the sky this gun so they can shoot the hookers with it. Yeah. And it's like, what? Who Who does this? Yes. <laughs> Apparently so. But then to say, oh, well, we couldn't take that thing from the book because it'd be torture porn. It's like, well, you did something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I changed to a seven. Even as bad as I, I hated the ending. It's yeah, a seven. just going with seven. All right, cool. Off to Carbon Season 2, Torture Porn Palace in the Sky. Oh, God. <laughs> On to Cloverfield Paradox, which all of us have watched, and some of us, I think, were... Well, I mean, yeah, some of us were more invested than others. Yeah. Uh, I, when the original Cloverfield came out, I got hardcore into, like, the ARG and everything for that, follow that. Uh, mm-hmm. A little less on Cloverfield Lane, only because 10 Cloverfield Lane, like we talked about earlier. One moment. The number one post on the subreddit for Alter Carbon right now is, This is the best show I've ever seen. This series is fantastic. Super happy that Netflix released this show. Can't wait to find out more about it. Edit. I wrote this before finishing the series. I'm disappointed in how it developed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, go ahead. No, it's great. Uh, Obviously, we talked about it earlier, though. 10 Clo- Cloverfield Lane, you really couldn't follow unless you were already still following, I guess, Cloverfield stuff in general. Any kind of ARG because they dropped a trailer and said, hey, it's coming out in two months. Um, and then, obviously, with this one, you literally had, what, how long, uh, how much game was left before the movie actually dropped? Um, like, like a quarter. Yeah. So an hour. <laughs> um, which, like you, you, uh, bullshit, by the you way. You could have got halfway through the movie by the time the game ended. Game ended? Actually ended? Like, they called it and it's like, okay, Philly won, whatever. Uh, another, like, half an hour before you could actually watch the movie. Annoyed the shit out of me. Um, but yeah, so i obviously most the biggest fan of Cloverfield movies. Dave, you saw both, right? You yep. saw one and two? I've seen all three now. Uh, yeah. Uh... And Nate has just seen, you just saw the first and then this one. Yeah. Which really... I don't feel like I needed to see any other movie before seeing this one, except for a few things that popped up. You should still watch 10 Cloverfield Lane, because in my opinion, obviously I love the original Cloverfield. Movie-wise, like looking at it as if it's a good movie, that is in the middle. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane is easily the best of the three. (laughs) Um... But it's also the best of the three because it could have been a great movie without being part of the Cloverfield universe. Yeah. Well, you've got 
Cloverfield, which is a found footage monster movie. Basically. It's like the only found footage movie I actually like watching. And then you've got Ten Clear Cloverfield Lane, which is more of a suspense thriller type of movie. With fantastic acting and from then, John Goodman. See, the thing is, is a lot of these movies also started out as other movies. <laughs> is, is, only two of them. Well, Cloverfield Paradox was supposed to be the God Particle. Yeah. And then they... And then after this... Abrams got his hands on it, J.J. Abrams got his hands on um, it, and said, we're going to make this part of Cloverfield Universe. I was going to say, and then after this, the next one, which is the fourth Cloverfield movie, is... It's called Overlord. Right now, it's called Overlord, yeah. And uh, it's already finished filming. World War II. may or may not be Nazi zombies. <laughs> demons, not zombies. Yeah, we, we don't know yet. Let's put it that way. Uh... Right off the bat, before we go into any kind of spoilers for it, did you like this movie? Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is a lot of people said, a lot of people were saying, you know, this movie is basically garbage, but not garbage in the way of, it's a bad movie, don't watch it. It's garbage. More of, it's a bad movie, but you should probably still sit down and watch this. I (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It had many flaws. If I just sat down to watch it without knowing anything about Cloverfield, I would dislike it. But I liked it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think probably one of the reasons I liked it is because I haven't seen the other other Cloverfield movies. Probably. (laughs) Well, this one kind of has to exist for the other movies to exist. No. Yes? Because this movie was... This was made the impetus. Before. This is what brought on the monsters. Yes. So, long story short, to wrap up the, the the entire movie plot, the easiest way and why it is a big part of the universe is they, they Earth is running out of energy. They try and they use the God particle right. uh, to create their own endless source of energy. They use a large hard-on collider in space. In the process, they merge realities, transfer realities. Split realities. I say merge in a certain way because it merges throughout all of time and space. Yeah. Which brings the 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 Cloverfield monster to the original Cloverfield movie. The monsters the aliens, in Cloverfield 10. Lane, right? Or 10 Cloverfield Lane. Lane explains why there are going to be some kind of weird demons in World War II, right? Yeah. Um, and also, obviously in the this very one, last shot of the full-size monster yeah, with his uh, head above the clouds. Fantastic. Because they do mention that, that somehow, I do remember them saying that, that it's like a baby yeah. monster, that this one is the one Because there were little the like parasite monsters on it, but this one was obviously a smaller one. Right. The, the monster original. that hit New York, right, was a baby, um, a baby monster. So that, the fact that it, it provides, like, the reasoning behind all these different events happening in different universes. Right, so what you have to realize, and they, they cover it in the space movie, that they have, like, split the fabric of time, mm-hmm. that a pilot from a crew of the same ship in a different universe... The engineer. The engineer, the engineer, right. The right. Asian engineer did not exist in her universe. And she, she was the engineer. She was the engineer, right. Uh, so, basically, what they're getting at is that the particle accelerator firing on and successfully working and booting up caused this fracture in like the space-time continuum that brought the aliens to all of the parallel universes. Yes. Because, Whatever creature. Alien, demon, no one knows. creature from underneath What I world. would say that it's because the aliens are like a super advanced race and now that humans have infinite energy Here, that or we just threat. shifted them out. No, no, no. I think that, that them discovering this infinite energy that actually getting it working caused the aliens to exist and attack our multiverse. Maybe. Yeah, uh, because there now were, we're a threat. There were a couple of people that actually, there, I saw people theorizing that this happened at the same time as the New York, the original movie, but 
there are dates in both. Yeah, that this are one's set this in like, like 2018 or yeah, 2028. 2020 something. Um, well, that one came out in 2007. Speaking about theories, my favorite post from the official discussion. No matter how dumb your theory is, your cover of your will be uh, will not be correct. That's what happens when you put multiverse in your film. God yes. damn. Well, well, no, the, it's also correct and not correct. Right. <laughs> the thing is, is we're so there are there are at least three different movies. Earths, basically. Yes, we're dealing Cloverfield with a series Earth, of movies. the Ten Cloverfield Lane Earth, and then the multiverse. Technically, we're dealing with a series of movies. Overlord we Earth, don't know. It could, could be one a of fifth. the problems with the movies is we have a disjointed timeline. It, That's the thing. It's not it's, disjointed it's not because disjointed. it's not it's just connected. It's a different universe well, or yeah. different dimensions. It's hard to tell when movies. The thing is, is it's hard to tell when movies take place in relation to one another. Well, I mean, these the films first one took are place connected, in 2007, the but they're less is, connected yes, than a normal. The, like, the thing that line. people have been asking really is, does it matter when they take place in relation to each other? Because we now do yeah. have this multiverse thing. It, so, that doesn't matter in any way. It doesn't matter like which event we pick out of the movies that exist now well, that's starting like, off the whole monster sorry, the fourth movie is set in World War 2 yeah World War 2 was 50 years ago yes and there's gonna be some fraction of Cloverfield in this fourth movie yes. so it's not like in the New York movie that the monsters have been around since World War 2 it's a different timeline although there's a possibility that Overlord could be a prequel directly to that movie and that monster was underground and as a result of something the, that happened in World War 2 yeah and you don't know subs. They had submarines, um, mm. and then the drilling company ended up waking it up again. Yeah. You don't know that part. There also <laughs> is a slusher reference on the cockpit. Yeah, the in little the well, see, that's little why I said I probably should have watched the other two movies because I saw that slusher thing, and I'm like. Why is there camera focus on They the deliberately head? take a second to go, look that's, at this! In an honesty, so that's just J.J. It's like a little like, slusho pop oh, figure. Slusho is a subsidiary of this major company that kind of rules over the whole fucking Cloverfield multiverse. You can multiverse. say that, but in all honesty, slusho they is just... It's J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams has slusho in everything he's ever made. Yeah. Um, slusho is... You see it in Star Trek. You see it in Alias. Yep. Uh, obviously, all these movies. <laughs> The only one that's not in is Star Another Wars. good comment from the official discussion. <laughs> not Penny's is. Earth. <laughs> not Penny's Earth. God damn it. <laughs> um, so, a big... The parts of this movie that I really liked was the universe building where they are kind of explaining what happened, why all these things are existing throughout uh, all the multiple universes. Chris O'Dowd. Um, Chris O'Dowd, fantastic Amazing. as usual. Me the lead actress, The lead actress, I thought she was great. She actually has another movie coming out later this year yeah, on she was good. Netflix. Um, or just in general, I can't remember if it's Netflix or coming to real theaters. Um, some of, really, to be honest, my biggest issue with this movie... Is they lost the Earth because they didn't know they had jumped. They were upside down and on the other side of the sun. And people are like, well, they, they their scanners weren't working. I'm like, they literally say the scanner isn't picking up on anything. Uh, well, they, couldn't, they didn't know where they were, so they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't tell the scanner not, where to look. Alright, fine. I'll let that slide then, Dave. My other issue is the deaths. Some of the deaths make literally no sense to me. Um, Why did they even eat the fucking worms? The the worm thing. The worm thing I would have been okay with if the worms were the only thing that had shifted. But he also had this continuum transformer. That's the problem in his body as well. It's called oh, a gyroscope, Dave. Continuum transfunctioner. <laughs> continuum transfunctioner. Yeah. So Please explain the, the purpose of this device. When <laughs> you really one, the first thing that kind of leads on to obviously, there's been kind of weird shift. Is the engineer from the other dimension 
is now in the wall with things going through her. Yeah. It doesn't look like they were forced through her. It just, she, like, bamfed. She merged, right. She bamfed into there. Yeah. Um, she fucking reaper teleported into there. God. Oh, this it, right? Or Moira. She's also, more Moira. what the fuck? You hear that screaming? Yeah, I hear that screaming. Let's open the wall. Don't open the wall! I love the fact that she started doing it, and they're like, what? Yeah. Um, A lot of people died because of white people horror shit in this movie. It was an Asian <laughs> woman that opened up the wall. Well, she's white people now. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, a- from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. Uh, I cannot remember her name right now. Her name is... Okay. Also, how does the arm remember. know that the continuum transformation is inside the Russian? So that is the also on my list. Arm, right, is uh. if the main character exists in two different universes, right? We got that. All the crew was the same except for that one character. So... Kind of the same. This character, his whole arm going through the wall... And all this other bullshit, and then becoming sentient. practically sentient on its own. Yeah, it this other us. arm is tied to, to another the second him. universe, to another him in the second universe somehow. How did the other him know that the thing also, was in the guy? We don't know Nobody if it's knows. the same <laughs> other universe. Right, could be a different. Uh, I mean, the fact that the 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 um, oh, when he the sees it in the players, hallway though, and he goes, "The That's yeah, me a fucking know. arm." Chris O'Dowd is fantastic in everything. Um, but one, we don't know if it's the same. Separate. There, it's not. We don't know if it's just two. Separate also, they show the arm again towards the end of the movie, and I thought it'd have some relevance. Nope. Yeah, I don't. She like made made a point to be like, oh, it's the arm. Yeah. And it's what like, can I it's do like with the arm? Tapping. Like literally nothing. You, I you, thought the same thing that I would have done if I was the director is that in the beginning when they test it, I thought they needed three keys, like one for each console and then one for the computer that comes mm-hmm. down. I thought it would be cool if they because they only had two crew left at the end. Spoilers. That they give the third key to the arm and just let the arm turn it. To power <laughs> the arm would have been essential in an, into saving the day. The the only other survivor that makes it back to their original dimension is the bad guy from Avengers or from uh, Cap Three. Well, one from yeah, Captain America: Civil War, but uh, he also is one of the other outlying kind of. He in the other dimension was twice. a bad guy. He was a bad guy in the other dimension, but he gets shot twice. Everybody else that got shot once died. Yeah, that... And then he doesn't die. There's also a funny story behind the gun in the movie. Yeah, the gun is 3D printed. The That's gun kind is of not just 3D printed, but that is an actual 3D printed gun that exists in the real world. Yeah. It's called the Liberator, which was named after a pistol that was made of stamped sheet metal dropped to France in World War II. And well, he was a French guy, wasn't the, he? Well, the bad guy was German. Oh, yeah. Or the guy who she said betrayed everybody was German. No, no, the guy that 3D printed the gun. Oh, yeah, the guy that 3D printed the gun. Yes, I believe so. Uh, um, I just thought it was funny that they had that in the movie because the gun in real life is a... Where so they actually stick things... the little bullets at is a place where you're supposed to put a block of aluminum at to make it legal oh, just God. for you to have that. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things where there are... There, stuff like the gun, that gun thing, whatever. But because yeah. it's sci-fi, you know, whatever. They shot poorly on the they second time when they tried print, to kill him. print a bagel. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the, the <laughs> shitty bagel, the world's, the world's worst bagel, bagel, bagel um, machine. Yeah. <laughs> those kind of deaths I was okay with. It was... Chris O'Dowd's arm thing made no sense. The freezing of the water made no sense. The freezing no of the... Sense. It looked cool. Looked cool, but it made no sense. It there was no freeze, reason for that. It would, it would boil because space is a vacuum. Whatever. It would boil. And what, uh, even with the, what about the... I don't fuck it. I don't care. It's also Lasers how did force. that much water get in the fucking vents? Because that was water from the universe where the spaceship crashed. Oh, that's right. 
that makes more sense. Spaceship crash. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, you're welcome. I didn't think about that part. See, the movie basically. No, no, that that actually. The movie basically takes the idea of quantum entanglement and just fucks with it. Well, let's talk about this. Explain this death. Chris O'Dowd's death. The magnetism in an area where there wasn't any magnetism before. You can't explain it. Not only magnetism, it's magnetism that then pulls him back in and just like holds him in there. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like let me stretch out and kill you. The that in the who let horrible. what's his face out of the the locked room, the German guy who was or was not evil oh. based off of his records that weren't part of their universe. It could have been the Bond girl from the other universe. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, she kind of gave me like weird Terminator vibes at the end when she was. She did seem people. very robotic. Yeah. Like I'm, I've got yeah. a mission. I'm not going to do right. anything but this mission. Yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, probably my three favorite parts in the movie. Me fucking arm is the Me fact that she. So the main character, her children die because she stole some power battery and it exploded and killed her kids because of the you know her motivation lack of, <laughs> lack going of energy. to space. And being on this mission is because, like you said, her children are dead, and she's trying to like. Well, she was escaping. Atone. Uh, it was atoning at the same time as it as helped away, to right. get away right, from right, that. Right, right. Um, and the blonde from the other dimension explains to her that her kids survived. In she her didn't universe, come. Yeah. She didn't come, and she is still on the planet and has happy life with her family and all that. And then she decides, I'm going to go to the second Earth. But Thankfully, she doesn't alive. do that because she wisens up. But I do like that she gives them the message saying, here is the information. We've done this successfully. Also, don't fucking do what I did. Yeah, in, don't in, steal the in, battery. Yeah, let your kids live. I know what happens if you try and steal energy. Um, and then the, there's a whole separate side plot that you don't fully get until with the, the, boy, the husband. Um he is still on Earth. He is experiencing everything that's going on, but you never actually see what's happening. To be honest, none of those scenes had to happen, though, with the husband. They could have removed that 15 minutes and the I, movie would be the same. I think that is what they added. I think for the entire movie, that was the the main thing that was added to this, the movie to make it part of. Because with 10 Cloverfield Lane, the only part of 10 Cloverfield Lane that was, that was Cloverfield was the last 5-10 minutes of the movie. I thought when he messaged his friend and goes, "Hey, do you still have that bunker? Or you can I use the bunker?" Yeah, I almost thought for sure that it would be like in the same style or very similar to the John Goodman bunker. It, to a certain extent, it was just because it was it was a bunker, yeah. but uh, nowhere near as nicely decorated and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or that the little girl would be like young Molly. Young Molly. Yeah, Molly's the main character from the second one. Oh, that'd be really weird. But that would no, that wouldn't make any sense because no, because the second one was before. Yeah, yeah you're right, you're took right. place 2017. 2017. 2017, 2016. When did Ten Cloverfield Lane come out? Sixteen. Uh, Cloverfield Lane, twenty sixteen. Yeah, um, which I fucking love that movie. I just want to really watching this movie made me want to go watch the other movies again. Uh, and then of course the last that last shot as they are they successfully launched the energy thing they brought they themselves successfully back, turned on the god particle brought them back to the right universe and they got they're back to launching the themselves earth. home and as they burst through the clouds down to as earth, they re-enter earth's atmosphere they're bursting through the clouds pops up clovey big giant cloverfield big monster fucking clovey. which is probably if i had to guess i mean if you're in the clouds 
It'd have to be like 20,000 feet high. Yes, your your head is at cruising altitude for most aircraft. Ridiculous. So, <laughs> so a monster that's 20,000 feet tall. I mean, this monster is probably able to, like, take a step and squash a small state. <laughs> right. Like, so, bye, Rhode Island. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this, like, this movie, I know a lot of people give it shit, and I, it deserves a lot of shit. I still really enjoyed it, but that's also because I like these movies. Yeah. Cloverfield, the original Cloverfield, is one of my favorite movies. I enjoy the movie because it takes the original concept of sort of a near-future sci-fi-esque movie of, hey, the Earth has an energy crisis, and we sent these people to go solve it, and then it just basically says, okay, screw that entire premise, we're going to flip that on its head, and we're going to fuck with it a bunch. Well, no, they, they, did, they didn't fuck with it a they, whole lot. I mean, they uh, the thing that I didn't like is they fast-forward to the basically climax of this Yep. critical juncture by saying literally the first like dialogue you hear after the juxtaposition and setup is all done is them saying we can only fire it three more times yeah like energy yeah, yeah they only have enough they, they've been working at it for two years and failing and we miss all of that and then we literally mm. at like the 10 or 15 minute mark in the movie are at the climax of this like two or three year experiment well, well for the experiment not the movie yeah, yeah. um well you have to that, do that you want to spend more than that on Fail test, fail test. Fail I just test. want a little character development. I mean, the reason that I can, I, that I, care I can understand that when like the medic dies or when the leader, by some fucking idiot design choice, has to stay inside the portion of the spaceship that you jettison off. What? Who it, designed that? It kind of makes sense. No, it doesn't. No, think about it. To jettison that, if that door, you should were be able to, be to open, do that without manually doing it. He should be able to close the door and do it from the side that right. I guess matters. from the side that stays. <laughs> you shouldn't have to be on the side that leaves the jettison part of the ship. Don't you realize? That How every, fucking stupid is that? Don't you realize that ninety percent of sci-fi right. deaths are due to bad design? In case you have to jettison the ship, stays. just so you know, you're also going to have to lose a crew member. So draw straws or something. Dave, That's in the manual. You remember playing Dead Space, right? How did you die 90% of the time? You! <laughs> Due to shitty situations. You. The Dead Space 3. Due to name. shitty situations you were placed in right. because of poor spaceship design. Right. <laughs> Who didn't put any lights in this corridor? <laughs> oh my god. But yes, Dead Space 3, Dave died a lot to me. <laughs> Why is this particular area it's like of the ship anti-grav? You die a lot to me and yes. probably to Dave too. Why is there a debris field in here? Oh my god. You know, the, um... The, the way I'm saying they fuck with it is at the end of the movie they succeed in their experiment, right? right. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because that is a monster the size of like two Empire State buildings running around. They don't know it's that. It's like 20 Empire State <laughs> They haven't been able to talk this yeah, entire they time. They don't know that, right? And so it's like... So we don't know what happens. It was all for naught. So for them, it's like, oh great, we solved this. Right, no, but for them in that universe it's bad, but for the other engineer, the blonde one, and her yes. timeline, they sent the same plan. Well, the other engineer's dead. Well, they, they sent the same plans to her timeline. Yes. Maybe it can stop the war that's already happened. Right. Between yes. Russia and Germany? Right? You, Russia, yeah. and Russia and Germany China. and China and other major superpowers. <laughs> America's fine. <laughs> I also a like war, how... The war was going why, on in one planet is, but not in the other. That why is that the solution to an energy crisis? It's okay, we're all running out of energy. Let's use the remaining we're energy all we industrialized to countries, so we're probably all on our last leg as it is. Yep. And we all have about the same amount of energy yeah, left. What do you Let's use it to the fight. whole point is is Germany. That's what it is. <laughs> because Germany. Because Hitler. Oh hey. What if in yes. that other So versions... Germany is sitting like the German parliament is sitting around and thinking, so there's an energy crisis, we're probably all gonna die, what should we do? And someone goes, Hitler two point oh. <laughs> someone goes, I bet the Jews got energy. <laughs> 
goes, you know what? I heard there's some uh, so, cast over there in Poland. <laughs> what would you guys give this movie? This movie was a solid, like, three. <laughs> I'd give it a three, but because it's Cloverfield, i give it a five. Yeah, I'm giving it a five. Five. I've seen worse movies Chris on Chris gives it a five and a half. He well, he can only give it a five because he doesn't have any other any fingers. Other half, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Space Time Taco. As always, if you like what we do, you can check us out on all the social medias. Just search for Space Time Taco. Rate this podcast, subscribe on Twitch, and support us on Patreon. I'm your host, Chris, a.k.a. Time Lord Burrito, with... I'm your guest, Dave! I'm also here. That's My name Nate. is Nate. That's Nate. <laughs> Go inside and play video games. Peace!